Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey, folks, before we start the show, let's talk about our Amazon link, uh uh-oh, for the holidays at bobseska.com. Whether you're shopping for yourself or if you're buying music by one of our excellent indie bands or if you're getting a jump on your holiday shopping without leaving your house, don't forget to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Our special link will take you to the front page of amazon.com where you can go shopping until you're dropping, and by doing so through our link, we receive a teeny tiny commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, from our nation's capital, we're here on a Wednesday. We're not doing the interview show, but I thought we'd use the Wednesday music anyway. So, uh, Kimberly Johnson's here. Hi. Hello, just call me Debbie Downer. Pursuing the agenda of <laughs> manicide, here's Kimberly. <laughs> but, I mean, as we're going to cover today, uh, for however long it takes, um, there's no need to be Debbie Downer. I mean, there are things yes, there that... Is. Well, there are. Oh, I can find some things to be Debbie Downer about. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, there are some things to be Debbie Downer about, but they're things that we were already aware of, and that's my that's my whole thing. Uh, You know, it's it's one of those deals where um, anybody who's been following the Trump rallies for any length of time understands that they're radicals understands Mm -hmm. that they have numbers backing them and that they probably are not going away in fact today i was on the stephanie miller show and i after a few hours of sleep (laughs) i mistakenly (laughs) tried to describe the first law of thermodynamics on the show (laughs) in order to relate the concept of how the red hats we're never going to go away, even with a landslide, because the first yeah. law of thermodynamics means <laughs> that um, energy is neither created nor destroyed. It just transforms into something else, some other form of energy. So the Red Hats today, you know, or the Red Hats for the last four years, we're still going to be Red Hats after a gigantic Biden landslide. Of course, yes, and there were going to still be a few of them. I mean, my sincere hope 
was that this election would be such a gigantic Mm -hmm. mandate against Donald Trump that it might humiliate the Red Hats into being ashamed of their support for Trump. That was always a wild hope of mine. I mean, that was always what I thought we needed to do absolutely to have a perfect outcome for this election. But I, I didn't necessarily believe that that was the way it was going to turn out. I mean, I always thought that, I mean, haven't I been saying um, privately and, and on the show as well that this was always going to be one of two things. It was either going to be a gigantic landslide for Joe Biden or really close. And here we are with it being really close. <laughs> and it's got, of course, all of the ramifications of that. When you have this kind of close election and you've got a despot, idiocrat, authoritarian fascist in the White House, he's going to seize upon that closeness to try whatever fuckery he can uh, get away with. And that's already started. That started last night when he got up and yeah. made that that statement, which I did not see live because I gratefully fell asleep prior to that statement coming out. But, you know, it was the same shit that we've been hearing for four years. Yeah. Why are they so unfair? Why are they so unfair to me? And it was just that. I, I actually won. I, I won. Looking as, looking as <laughs> pathetic as can be. Mm-hmm. So, yes, well, well, for, um, okay, well, just before we get into all of this, or at least uh, before I address this, number one, yesterday, I hit my toe so fucking hard, my baby toe. <laughs> oh, and no. I thought, and, oh, and it's I was the like, smallest, it's the useless toe. Well, let me get a pair of scissors. We'll just take care yeah, of it. Yeah, but it hurt. It fucking hurt. <laughs> and so I, I thought I might have broken it. Yeah. But thankfully, this morning, I woke up and it was better. It was fine. So, yeah, Thank well, God. it's it's still kind of sore, but I mean, I can I can deal. So at least I didn't fucking break my toe. Right. Um, and we have the know, sound. I, we have the sound of when you uh, injured it from last <laughs> night. You, 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 you smashed it in the bathtub, didn't you? And then suddenly it was. A, <laughs> that was that. pretty much it. Yes, that was it. Which kind of um, also <laughs> embodies your mood over the last uh, yes, 12 hours Yes, it really or so. does. Yeah. I know somebody, I, I posted it about it on Twitter and somebody said, is it distracting you? And I'm like, no, it's just adding to the fucking misery. So, yeah. And, and you, know but, where, um, you know where my mood is right now? This uh, is a, a good illustration of, <laughs> audio illustration of where I am right now. I'm just in that, okay, I, I think we got this. I think we're but okay. See, remember in 2008 mm-hmm. and 2012... We knew the night of mm-hmm. that Obama won. Yeah. And but, mm. I was hoping for that because, mm. uh, you know, I was hoping for that because I figured, all right, we've had four years of Trump. He had not gained that. support. Yeah. Um, uh, what's, you know, I mean, it was like his, his approval numbers pretty much stayed the same. We know he lost some voters because, you know, he definitely got some Republican votes. He got independent votes. He supposedly got votes from women, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then as it turns out, he got five million more votes than he did last time. Yeah. And not only that, fucking uh, uh, Mitch McConnell won. Lindsey Graham won. It looks like Susan Collins may keep her seat. And so... I understand that there are fucking red hats in this country. I get it. Mm-hmm. But but I I thought after 4 years of this that that the American electorate was smarter. And so number 1, I I don't fully trust what's happening. I mean, I don't, you know, I guess we'll find out as the months move on and you know talk uh, we'll have all the talk and people yeah. will tell us this and you know, I don't know how much Russia affected you know, all the interference, all the attacking, our social media. 
I know, you know, I don't know how much they had to do with, like, if, if there was any changing of votes, they, they still won't say that that happened in 2016, but mm-hmm. I'm not entirely convinced. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, but what I do know is there are enough, enough Americans that are going are, are gonna to vote for somebody who cages children and lies and say, and divides us so much. Yeah. And so that's why I feel, I feel like, and, you know, I mean, everybody, and I, I really not, I really do not want to hear, let's just get through today. No, 2024 is freaking <laughs> me out right now yeah, because Democrats fail well, see, to you're, look. You're hmm? borrowing trouble. You're borrowing I trouble. Care. I don't care. Democrats fail to think in the long term sometimes. That, that, and, but that is and, true. And, and that's what we need to do. You know, I've maintained that I'm not I, when it comes to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I don't sit there and point my finger and say, you terrible woman. But I but I think that both Breyer and her really should have considered stepping down in the mm-hmm. first two years of the Obama term. Not because she's a woman, because Breyer should have done it too. Just because they've been in their seats for a long time. And they, I think both of them, because now he's 82. You know, both of them should look ahead and go, okay, what is the worst case scenario? No one would have ever figured Trump was the worst case scenario. No one would have ever uh, uh, thought that at that time. Mm-hmm. But we would have thought maybe Ted Cruz or something like that. So he would have installed someone just as horrible as Amy COVID Barrett. So it's like, let's look in the long term and think what's the best for the country yeah. and do that. And so that's what Democrats need to do right now. And I, I'm not exactly sure what that means. But if Kamala Harris is the nominee, I am frightened because I think she's incredibly capable, incredibly smart. But she's a woman and she's black and we live in a sexist, racist, bigoted country. Yeah. And I, I just I feel I feel like are they even going to give her a chance? hmm. Right. You know, I mean, I just I look at what happened with Elizabeth Warren. She fucking called out Bloomberg and she, she stood up to Bernie Sanders and nothing. Mm-hmm. She got like nothing. And she's so smart and she she would do such a good job of running this country. But no way did, did they want to give her a chance. So, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm sure some people are going to come at me for this, but I'm holding on this because I, I, I do not blame the women. I blame the patriarchy and the sexism. And I want to separate this out. I want to get to the big picture in a little bit. But just okay. as a preview, <laughs> I just wanted to add to what you were saying that what has become abundantly clear especially over the last two decades, if not over the last two days, is that American politics defaults back to Republican authoritarianism. Yes. And it is like, for the Democrats, for the normals in general, it is like pulling the world's longest uh, elastic resistance band. And we constantly (laughs) have to be putting tension on that. Otherwise, it's going to snap back to the Republicans. That Mm -hmm. is the struggle that we're in right now. And that is why it is so hard, even with massive turnout, even with a gigantic victory in the popular vote, That is why it's so difficult to overcome all of this, because for some reason, there are enough people in this country, and there are many reasons behind this, but there are enough people in this country to constantly be snapping us back to Republican authoritarianism. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that is a fact. That's what we have to contend with. That's why it's so important to remain unified with with as large a coalition as we possibly can. That is why the... Some of the people that we've been talking about on the far left who have taken themselves out of the party entirely, 
And I think we know some names along those lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that is what they will never understand right. about all yeah. of this. They're still right. playing politics from 10, 15 years ago. It's amazing mm-hmm. for progressives to still be engaged based on circumstances that we haven't seen in years. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's really breathtaking to observe that. And by breathtaking, I mean immensely frustrating and annoying. Yes. Um, yes. But let's talk about a few things here. I mean, before we continue on, I want to make sure that we lock down where we are right now with the votes. And I know some of you may be listening to this hours, if not days, after the fact. So first of all, just before we started recording today, a federal judge has said, uh, and this is uh, Judge Sullivan, I believe, said that U.S. Postmaster General DeJoy will have to be deposed or appear in in the case in D.C. over the United States Postal Service handling and search for unaccounted ballots. By the way, I'm reading a hastily written tweet by someone else. That's why it that sounded the way it did. That brings into play the idea of Florida, because we're talking now right. about what is approximately, what's the number, 27% of the ballots from South Florida. And remember, Miami-Dade is where mm-hmm. Donald Trump ended up landing Florida because of the Cuban vote there. So in South Florida, the Postal Service failed to deliver 27% of the mail ballots, failed to deliver them. I think that's what's uh, going to be landing in court today as far as uh, DeJoy and uh, the Postal Service and uh, Judge Sullivan. So, and I'm... Huh. I'm saying Judge Sullivan, I might be mistaken on that. I think you're right. I that think I'm right. right. It sounds right. It sounds right. Meanwhile, uh, David Pluff said, uh, I believe this is on MSNBC, Biden's lead is now currently bigger than Trump's final 2016 margin in both Michigan and Wisconsin yes. and is projected to grow. Estimates are his Pennsylvania lead will be bigger as well. If smaller margins were good enough for Trump to collapse the blue wall, larger ones certainly okay to rebuild it. So here's where we are at this point in terms of the totals. I believe that Joe Biden's minimum electoral vote total is going to be 270. I think Joe Biden's won this. And you know me, I'm very hesitant to make predictions like that these days. So this is all based on the fact that in Pennsylvania, there's about, at last check, 1.4 million outstanding votes. Joe Biden leads, I think, in the range of like 70% among those outstanding votes still to be counted. Hmm. Um, Meanwhile, there's a strong chance for 290 electoral votes for Joe Biden, and that would include Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. The 270 doesn't include Pennsylvania. 270 includes losing Pennsylvania for Joe Biden. There's a strong chance for 290 then, because I think PA is going to land in Joe Biden's category, ultimately, maybe by the end of the week. And obviously, minus any fuckery, uh, the number three option would be 306 electoral votes for Joe Biden. That would make me very happy. Yeah, because you know what that would mean? That would mean Georgia and Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. That takes us uh, over the top there. So we've got Fulton County still being counted. That's uh, Atlanta. And that could make up the difference. It's going to be a narrow, narrow margin, but it may be enough to put uh, Joe Biden over the top in Georgia. That would look really good on the map, wouldn't it? Seeing uh, blue Georgia in the middle of that red confederacy. Um, And finally, the long, long, long shot. I think this is still possible. I think this is still within the realm of possibility, but it's a long shot. And that's 321 electoral votes for Joe Biden. 
if Pennsylvania goes for Biden, Georgia goes for Biden, and North Carolina goes for Biden. So we get to oh. 321 if we get Georgia and North Carolina. And that's all going to depend on those votes that are still outstanding. Yeah. That have yet to be counted. And uh, obviously, I'm looking at Wisconsin and Michigan being Biden victories. In fact, I think I've already said, but I'm exhausted. So I don't know what I've said and what I haven't <laughs> said yet, what was off the air and what is on the air. But Joe Biden has won Wisconsin with a margin of about oh, yes, 20,000 yes. something right. votes. Uh, They've been all counted. Yeah. Right. Trump's margin in 2016 in Wisconsin was 22,000. And so with all those votes in, looks like Biden's got uh, Wisconsin in the bag. And that is proven by the fact that the Trump campaign has already announced that they're yes. going to ask for a recount. <laughs> there. Yes. So well, that the, means they're, yeah. they're basically conceding Wisconsin by saying we want a recount. Mm-hmm. If they want to spend the money on a recount, fine. They can recount it. Maybe Jill Stein will help them out. Um, <laughs> or Ryan Knight can help them out, probably. <laughs> that, that's how it'll work. You know, um, yeah, see, so, I, I didn't I deliberately didn't say his name earlier, and now I'm just blurting it out. That's that's sleep deprivation for you. That's me on zero sleep and about 12 cups of coffee this morning. Well, we, we've got now at the uh, I'm looking here. It's just the the Associated Press. Yes. OK, so we've got the votes for Joe Biden. The popular vote is 70 million, 106 thousand. Jesus Christ, then, that's 15 million more than Hillary Clinton's total yeah, from uh, but, 2016. But Trump. Has sixty seven three fifty six. So, oh, what did you say? Did you um, say seventy? Yeah. 70, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, it's five five million. Right. She had yeah sixty. She had sixty five. Well, she had like sixty yeah sixty five million. Right. Yeah, give or take. So so and he had sixty two something. Trump had sixty two something. Mm-hmm. Now he's at sixty seven three fifty six. So he got five fucking million more votes. Yeah. This well, is what I don't get. But yeah. anyway. Well, that's all about the power of propaganda and the fact that there are quite a few suckers in this country and there's lots of things that are going to be debated and uh, and beaten over over the past uh, over the next uh, several months that's for sure yeah. if not the next several years there are going to be a lot of people who are going to go oh the democrats why do they put up joe biden well, bernie would have won and blah blah blah, blah. i, I, I swear to god of, i want to yeah. fucking kill those people today <laughs> it's like you know yeah. what bernie couldn't get out of two primaries mm-hmm. don't tell me he could have won especially you know i saw somebody uh, I don't remember. It was a woman, and she did a whole thing saying Joe Biden was the best person to do it because can you imagine that you know how well that socialism thing worked with the GOP? Yeah, I, I do think Joe Biden was the strongest choice, and you know I think you know I'm going to maintain that I, my preference is always Elizabeth Warren, mm-hmm. just because her her worldview is I would say the kindest and the most fair Mm -hmm. you know she and she knows what the fuck she's doing she's not afraid to stand up to people and you know but she didn't get it and 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 i don't think she could have won no and i and i don't say that because of her again it's not because of her it's because of the electorate the people that we're dealing with you know don't they are afraid of women and i i look at new zealand and i'm like can i just move to new zealand the only Democrat, <laughs> yeah, right, me too. With a woman president yeah, who has yeah. flattened the curve on COVID. In fact, I was chatting with the guy from Never Was, which is one of the independent bands we play on the show, and he's in Wellington, New Zealand. And uh, <laughs> I was saying, yeah, I'm moving down there. I said, Clear out your guest room. We're coming down. Oh, yeah, you know what's weird, too? Uh, this hmm. is just a side note. When you're talking, I feel like you're right behind me, but you're not. Because usually when we do the after oh, that's party, funny, yeah. we do the Friday after party, I'm sitting at my desk and you're sitting at a desk right behind me. 
And mm-hmm. so it's so strange knowing that you're not in the same room right now. You're at your mom's house. So we're yeah. doing this via our uh, our special platform that we use to connect. That's how we connect with Buzz. That's how we connect with David and Jody. And uh, it's 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 so strange. It's like you're a ghost in my head. <laughs> um, okay, so getting back to things here. Wisconsin Elections Commission Administrator Megan Wolf uh, confirmed all of the ballots have been counted in Wisconsin. Joe Biden at that point in time was ahead 20,697 votes. Um, and then she got on MSNBC and clarified, oh, yes, I spoke too soon. Mm. And then I went, I, 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 made, I made your uh, screen. That's a, that was the noise that I made as soon as she said I spoke too soon. I was like, oh, shit, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> and it turned out it was just they hadn't counted one township in Wisconsin that oh, has wow. about 300, right, right, 300 right, 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 votes right. in okay. it. So, nobody <laughs> so, shit, right. so I originally I started out at started out at that and then yeah. went right back to right back to my music. <laughs> just like, OK, this is this is fine. I'm I'm good. See, now. But I know you don't. OK, well. I don't. I guess this would count. <laughs> this might count with the bigger picture. Okay. But if we don't win the Senate, then we're not going to expand the fucking courts, and that's another thing that I'm a Debbie. Well, yeah, it's another thing. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a whole other thing. The Senate right now is still. I mean, there's still a possibility still for what 50, 50 seats uh, for the Democrats. That's still a possibility here. But obviously, that's been, I think, a source of even bigger disappointment than the yes. non-landslide. And right. it, you know, again, with three, it could be 321 electoral votes when all is said and done. I mean, that's a much yeah, larger I mean, margin than Trump got last time around. And it's pretty damn close to what uh, Barack Obama got. <laughs> I mean, we're no, nearing well, I, Barack I would, Obama 2012 status. Yeah. Well, the truth is, is we were warned, you know, this, this was coming. Mm-hmm. There was going to be this idea of a red mirage and, and yeah. you know, and then Trump was going to de- declare victory and it's all happened. Mm-hmm. But the, but again, I'm going back to like in 2008 or 2000, both 2008 and 12. I mean, we called it that night. We knew that Obama was going to be the president. Yeah. On that fucking night. And I just feel like there was there was all this angst and upset. You know, people were upset and ready and motivated and everything in twenty in two thousand and eight mm. after eight years of George Bush. And okay, we only had four of Donald, but it felt like a hundred and four. And and it feel it's like, why didn't we get I mean he fucking I know it was just an, a, a small win, but Obama won Florida. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's like, oh my God, how how is it that we didn't have that? Mm-hmm. So I that that's you know it's I mean? a, it's just, it was a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm of the right yeah. candidate at the right time. It yeah. was the fierce urgency of now that that Barack Obama talked about throughout that campaign, and that was one of the most genuine pieces of analysis that I had ever heard about that election. It was the fierce urgency of now. Barack Obama mm-hmm. came along and was the exact right candidate at the exact mm-hmm. right time for the United States. Yeah. And we saw that well, bear out. I think you could it didn't, say it didn't the play same out. thing about Biden. What's that? I think you could kind of say the same thing about Biden. Well, for, yeah, for I mean, but he certainly time. doesn't have the charisma of no. Barack no, Obama. No, he doesn't. But that's not to say, I mean, Barack Obama is kind of an aberration. Barack Obama is like a once in a generation kind of presidential candidate. Yeah. We don't have lots of Barack Obamas throughout the 45 president history of the United States. Uh, very few, in fact. I think a small, much smaller percentage than we would even uh, be able to predict. But let's see. In uh, 2012, Barack Obama's re-election campaign, he ended up with 332 electoral votes. 
And it's possible if Joe Biden wins Pennsylvania, Georgia, and North Carolina, he ends up with 321 electoral votes. That's just 11 fewer than Barack Obama got in 2012. And, and Barack Obama won Florida in 2012. Barack Obama did not win Arizona in 2012. Right. He did not yeah, win North Carolina. He did not win uh, Georgia, certainly. Um, he did win Iowa. Yeah, there was that. The six electoral votes of Iowa. Congratulations. But, you know, this is, uh, we're in a new era now. Um, and well, we wait, always, wait, we, have to, we have to continue to focus on the notion that our national elections hinge on just the most wafer-thin margins, the one or two electoral votes. I've been saying this since the never-Trumpers emerged on the scene and when they started to team up with Democrats. I've been saying this from that point forward, that we need every vote. We need every supporter. I don't care if they used to work on the Sachs-Chambliss campaign. I don't care if they used to work on the Rand Paul campaign. If they're helping us now, I'll take those votes. I'll accept those votes as help because, again, we're talking about wafer-thin margins, and so every time we can get an extra vote, we get an extra vote because the alternative, the alternative is not, uh, well, more moderate, you know, Democrats winning. The alternative is this bastard deformed movement on the right with Trumpism uh, and QAnon. I mean, that's the alternative right now. It used to be in this country where if there was a changeover from a Democratic president to a Republican president or vice versa, the people who supported the losing party were like, well, I mean, how really terrible could it actually end up being? Because most of most presidents operated within a range of center right to center left. That's generally how it used to go. But now when the Republicans win, it's like, you know, when Large Marge scares Pee Wee Herman in the truck, that crazy face that she makes. That's what happens when the Republicans win now. So, again, it's so crucial that we stop this fuckery in and amongst this intramural bullshit on the left where we're, you know, there are people who need to get on board. And if they don't want to get on board, that's going to be an ongoing issue. Because it's an well, all hands some, it's some, an all hands on deck climate right now in politics, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. No, it won't. And I just have some bad news. Oh no! Sarah what? Gideon, Sarah Gideon called to concede. Called Susan Collins to concede. Ah, oh, for fuck's sakes! We're gonna have to deal with Susan Collins now again. And yeah, I mean that's the that's the downside of ending up with forty nine or fifty seats. In the Senate. I mean, 50 plus Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will give us a majority when we need it. But we're going to have to be relying on cajoling those people. Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and and even, you know, red state Democrat Joe Manchin is we're going to have to cajole them, too. Mm -hmm. And it's just that's the Senate and and Mitch McConnell. That's the most depressing thing. That is that Mitch is. McConnell. He, yeah, you know, that, uh, Mitch I, I just want to say Mitch McConnell gets to retain his uh, larval mucus pod inside the Senate, you know, where he goes in at night and recharges his evil powers. You know, that's going to yeah. keep going, unfortunately. But it was probably going to keep going anyway. It was just a matter of is he majority right. leader or is he minority leader? And uh, also good news that Mitch McConnell, I think, is like 79. So there's right. yeah, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel there. And, and I hate to be black. morbid, but fuck him. And his hands are black, but uh, oh shit! What <laughs> yes, was he's rotting say? from um, the hands up. Oh, and you know, but but I I want to say something. And last night, Tom Nichols made me so fucking angry because he was basically saying that oh, both parties are going to take the wrong 
lesson from this, which the the Republicans are going to take, you can win by being bullies, and the Democrats are going to think that they have to move far left. And I wanted to kill him because Democrats never move far left. I mean, we definitely get pushed. We definitely do. Yeah, he was wrong about that. We do have people like AOC and... You know, th- there are some people in our party who are are more left and more progressive. Not to say that they're like the Ryan Knights, but you know what I mean. They're more progressive, like Elizabeth Warren. But um, I think that you know what's his his name was Charles Booker. He was he was running against Amy McGrath in the Democratic primary. Yeah. He he really came close right at the end, but she she won, and I know she was the favorite by the D. She was the favorite by uh, of the DNC. And I would really like to see now what it would look like if somebody like Charles Booker did run. I'm not saying he would win because look what happened with Jamie Harrison. He was a fantastic candidate and still Lindsey Graham won. He got all this money and still Lindsey Graham won. But what I would like, instead of going with what is considered to be the safer choice, which was Amy McGrath. Now, granted, she was a woman. Um, which is a progressive move, I think, for Democrats to to run a woman in a place like Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But but Charles Booker was going on all the you know on all the progressive, uh, pla- you know all the progressive policies, and I don't know what he would have been able to do. But we have seen both Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders convince West Virginia voters that they wanted Medicare for all. And so if you get the right personality in there who is able to like talk to those Trump supporters and those far right extremist types who really just don't understand things. And, and when they're explained by somebody who knows what they're talking about and has charisma, they can they can tip over to the other side. Mm-hmm. And so it, we, we lost, you know, Amy McGrath, the thing that really bummed me out about her is during the debates with McConnell, while he was laughing about mm. the fact that they weren't going to uh, uh, give us uh, a stimulus, yeah. he just, she said nothing. She didn't say, why are you laughing? How can you laugh? She, she was weak. And I was surprised because she's a fucking fighter pilot. And the way that she was sold was that she was this tough fucking woman who wasn't going to take shit from McConnell. And then she did. It's- and and. I don't, you know, I'm not even going to say that's why she lost. She lost because she's a woman who's a Democrat running in Kentucky. But I, but I would not mind seeing some people who are a little bit more progressive in these red states because if we're going to lose anyway, why don't we see what we can do? And, and, and I'm not talking about these. When I say progressive, I want to be very specific. I'm talking like Warren progressives. I'm talking like Randy Bryce. I'm talking about people who, are, who, are, who understand that they, they can't just take over, that they have to work with the other side. Um, and, and, you know, progressives like me, who, who, you know, I think I'm pretty fair and I get it and I, I don't hate centrists and centrists can be your friend. So it's like I'd like to see some of that, you know, in the future, because I, I think when we I think in this era, we playing it safe works against us. Well, so so you're actually confirming what Tom Nichols was saying. You're actually saying we need to move farther left. No, he said that Dem- he said no. Dem- he said Democrats are going to take the wrong lesson and think they have to go farther left. Yeah, but aren't you saying that we have to go farther left? 
Oh, you're saying, uh, but but the, the analysis, that's that's the wrong lesson. Yes, I'm okay. saying fuck him for saying that. And yeah. and I mean, and not not an, I mean, it, it just it really just depends on the situation. But Charles Booker was quite popular. And again, I am not saying that he would have won. I think he probably would have <laughs> lost. You know, I mean, he was a black man going against Mc, Mitch McConnell in a very red state. So, again, you had a, a woman going against McConnell in a very red state and she was creamed by him. So I, I do think that, you know, it's going to. That's a tough one. You know, that's a really tough win for Democrats. But it's not out of the picture and, and with the right kind of progressive. And it would have to be the right kind of progressive. Well, um, you uh, know, certainly just, it wouldn't be Elon Omar who could win. Over well, just, there. You know, I mean, she, she wouldn't be able to do it. Just before we move to Minnesota, I want to talk about go back to uh, Amy McGrath and Mitch McConnell. I, I wonder, just as a counterpoint to what you're saying. I wonder if Amy McGrath may have fared better if she could have focused on Mitch McConnell earlier rather than having to defend against a progressive primary challenger. You know, it was a pretty tough fight. She had a fight for her life to to get through that, didn't she? I mean, wasn't it relatively uh, well, close? Yeah, I mean, it did it did come close. Uh and and maybe 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 you're right. I don't know. But uh, but what I do know is that sometimes we underestimate the ability to to convince like, you know, there Elizabeth Warren was on some panel back in the Democratic primary, and there was a woman who was just absolutely sickened by both sides. And after the debate or conversation, I, I don't know that she was sold on Elizabeth Warren per se, but she kept shaking her head yes and said, yes, we need a woman, we need a woman. So she kind of went from everything sucks to Eliz listening to Elizabeth Warren and then kind of getting pulled over into that court. And so... I do, you know, I mean, yeah, I think the country is fairly centrist when it comes to, to democratic policies, but at the same time, we want Medicare for all, we want the gun reform, we want all this stuff. I think that if we have the right people, you know, I mean, and you know, everybody should pretty much know how I feel about Bernie, not a big fan of him, but I, but I like his, you know, progressive views. Uh, I don't think he could have won the presidency either, because people are saying that and pissed me off, but, um, but he does have that ability to talk to Trump supporters and, and he gets them to listen. Not everybody has that ability, but he does. You know, get them to really listen and then he can change their minds. And so, you know, Democrats, I think, should really consider um, with, the, you know, with progressives, I mean, it's hard because it's all about charisma. You know, I mean, you got to have the charisma or you just can't do it. So, but but I, I would like to see more of that than trying to always fucking play it safe and and sometimes i think we pander to the republicans too much you know and, and that that's like i've said it before where you know i mean said it on your after or or, or the uh yeah was it the after party yeah, yeah. the after party <laughs> like see i'm t i'm not even tired i'm just like in this world of crazy <laughs> but um you know we we've let them screw the word feminist we've we've allowed republicans to dominate yeah. All that shit is like liberal is a bad word. Feminist. We've got to stop that shit. We have to stop that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's absolutely true. That is evergreen. Everything that you just said yeah. is uh, pretty much evergreen. Although the Bernie part, uh, you can send your complaint tweets to author Kimberly at <laughs> the website twitter.com. Because um, I'm not going anywhere near that one. Whatever we can do to maintain cohesion, I'm fine with that. I think prioritizing winning is probably a good way to go. And mm -hmm. the only problem, though, is, and this is big picture stuff, but the only problem is 
we're never going to fully be able to overcome the propaganda and disinformation and outright slander without doing it ourselves. I mean, that's the Mm -hmm. problem. Clearly, in the United States, there's a significant number of us. What what did you say Trump's total is right now? Uh, 65, 67 million million people would rather Mm -hmm. be indulged than to act responsibly. Mm -hmm. And that's an issue with the people and what is Mm -hmm. inside their heads. This is not something where suddenly Bernie comes along and says, hey, you know what, that indulgent thing where you guys really just want to be pandered to? Uh, No, it's not going to work. No, no, well, no, I want to go back because I, 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 I know I sounded a little bit hypocritical because I, w- I do feel, I genuinely feel Biden was probably the best person. I don't know what Buttigieg would have done. The, the only person who could have done better than Joe Biden, the only living Democratic leader is a leader who could not run for president. And that is Barack Obama. Right. That is the only man who could have done better than Joe and Biden. So, and in this you know election. what? He seems like the safe choice. Yeah. You know, he, he seems like the cha- safe choice because... We, we we did need those people who maybe were not you know the the independents or the never trumpers and 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 tr- uh, Biden made them feel comfortable I don't know that they would have been comfortable with yeah. Elizabeth Warren well, or you know Kamala Harris I don't know I mean I, I'd like to believe they would but I don't I don't think they I, would. I just I, I want to clarify and make sure that this is entirely clear that while we are doing some analysis here, I think our analysis does not quite match where we are electorally. I think mm-hmm. we're in much better condition than to be sitting here wondering why oh why do the Democrats <laughs> suck? You know, that's not we're not in no, the no, why do the Democrats suck. suck. I don't think they suck, but I think that I mean it goes look, we can it, it's just fucking football game. You look at what happened. You, and then you go back and you analyze the moves and you say, where can we improve? So it's not about Democrats are fucking stupid. It's about where can Democrats really have the most, like make the most impact? How can they, you know, yeah. win and bigger? And right. That's, you know, I, that, just, that's just, that's the key. That's I mean, we need to it, it's winning bigger. It may not be in the cards winning by the skin of our teeth. Moneyball. I mean, you see the movie Moneyball. It's about finding that path to, in the case mm-hmm. of presidential elections, 270. In the case of, uh, you know, down ballot races, uh, some other margin similar to that. This is about um, finding those little openings to win, mm-hmm. to not game the system, but mm-hmm. to approach the system the way it is rather than hoping the system becomes something else. And I, yeah, we need to reform the system itself. It's a whole other conversation. But right now... The way Donald Trump has been able to get to this point is by finding those little teeny tiny pinhole openings and exploiting mm-hmm. them. And I think that's the best option. That may be the only option for Democrats is a future, at least through this first half of the 21st century, a future where our national elections are decided by wafer thin margins that there is extreme divisiveness where we're talking about 51 to 49 kind of victories or 50 to 50 victories where it's a tiny, tiny margin in in between there. Um, This is where we are right now. Mm -hmm. And this is the battlefield on which we have to fight. We can't suddenly now, we don't have the power. We don't have the votes uh, in Congress. We don't have the White House yet to be able to make sweeping reforms to the system. Uh, That mandate has not arrived and it may never arrive. So I think one of the things that Joe Biden's got to do when this is over is pretend as if he had a mandate. Just say, you know what, look, you get uh, close to 300 electoral votes, you get uh, a margin of 5 million 
uh, more popular votes, you, you, you treat that like it's a fucking mandate. Because Donald Trump took 306 electoral votes last time right. around and behaved as if he got the key to the world. He said, <laughs> I can do anything I want now. And that's how he acted for the last four years, as if he can yeah. do whatever the fuck he wants, and the American people gave him the right to do it. The American people gave him the political capital to make it happen. And that's the way Joe Biden has to act. It doesn't require Joe Biden selling out his integrity. It doesn't require mm -hmm. Joe Biden lying. It just requires Joe Biden to take a tough approach to say, look, this is a hard fight. It's not the easiest thing in modern America to unseat an incumbent president. Mm -hmm. The last time it happened was 28 years ago, for fuck's sake. Wow. That was Jeez. George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton. Wow. And one of the only reasons that went down is because there was a strong third party candidate in Ross Perot, right. which is, yeah. a, a, again, another once in a generation aberration <laughs> in our system. I remember, I remember Dana Carvey on Saturday night. I'm just going, I'll pay for everything. Let me finish. Was, would you, would you let me finish? And, <laughs> and he was rich and he was just whatever problem. I'll just throw money at it. I got my alligator hands pointing stick here. Remember, he used to he used to do those like uh, infomercials in prime time for half an hour, and he had just a series of charts, and he had a stick with a like a severed alligator hand on the end of it. I go, Let me show you right here. Now this is a big sucking sound that you call NAFTA, and he was just pointing out where all the money oh goes, and the charts, and oh my god, that was a crazy but, but fucking David election. Carvey was really funny as as uh, yeah, of course as that guy, and he you know just that he, he I'm gonna I'm gonna. Give him a hundred million dollars. And he's, I can't, I can't. And his weird him. colloquial metaphors. Like, yes. ah, there are too many chickens in the barn. Too many, <laughs> too many donkeys in the woodshed. What, what does that even mean, Ross Perot? That means NAFTA has got to be repealed. Uh, like, oh, for fuck's sake. Just talk in English, will you? Um, but uh, yeah, so it was a oh. long time ago when an incumbent president got unseated and it looks like the incumbent president's going to get unseated again. This is a Herculean task. And given the fact that Joe Biden really couldn't campaign normally because of the pandemic and Donald Trump, on the other hand, did all the campaigning he was going to do. I mean, minus that period of time in which he actually got the pandemic. He Donald, you know, that's the thing in this country. You pander to people, you act like a populist, you give, you make all kinds of uh, not only huge unattainable promises, but also levying all kinds of actionable slander against your mm -hmm. opponent and your no. opponent's family. Well, and, and you, you, you tell people that the economy is doing great and you echo this nonsense through the amplifier of the office of the presidency. Yeah, mm -hmm. people believe they're fucking president. That's the problem here. That's part of the overall dynamic. It's not the sole thing. That contributes to this wave of Trumpism in this country, this wave that seems to be crashing a little bit here. But it's it's a big part of it. It's a big part of it. You, you indulge your voters and they're going to love you. You tell your voters, no, look, you don't have to act. You don't have to act with any sort of responsibility in this thing. Do whatever the fuck you want. Send your kids back to school. Go to the gym. Go to restaurants. Don't wear a mask. Fuck it. And everyone goes, yeah, because. Yeah, that makes me feel good. I don't have yeah. to do the right thing, which is hard. Right. It's hard work mm -hmm. doing the right thing. And so that's a big contributing factor to all of this. Meanwhile, I don't want to wrap this up before we mention, once again, that Georgia is still in play. I, I keep I going back to this. This could be the big surprise of this election. The Georgia goes blue. Georgia apparently still has uh, 200,000 ballots to be counted. Trump leads by just 104,000 votes. That was long ago. That was about an hour and a half ago. So that may have changed uh, since then. Um, also, one, play, one thing that puts a smile on my face. 
<laughs> Puts a smile on my face that it's the Trumpers today who are biting their nails down to the goddamn yeah. quick. And I well, assure I you, too, but still. well, but they're doing it more because you know why right. they're yeah. in that terrible position where yeah. whatever lead Trump has, it's dwindling. It's going yeah. down. Remember all those nights that we were watching election returns? Yes, I remember. Previous elections, <laughs> and our candidate may be leading, but it's a thin yeah. lead, and the lead is dwindling as time goes yeah. on, and how nauseating that is. Well, that's happening to the Trumpers right fucking now. And quite honestly, I'd much rather be in the upward trend with well, Biden definitely. gaining than yes. Biden winning, but losing. When winning, but with when the dwindling lead. Uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we stopped recording right now and they called Wisconsin. Well, they haven't because I'm obsessively refreshing yeah. the AP thing. <laughs> Watch, called it. Keep a closer eye. I, I would suggest keep a but closer. Wisconsin doesn't get him to win. So. I would say keep a closer eye on Nevada than ever. Yeah. Or Nevada. What, what, Nevada. I keep saying it wrong. It's only I'm six always getting corrected votes. on it. So, so Wisconsin is 10. Nevada. And Nevada is six. So he's at 238 right now. Yeah. Well, he's got a. I mean, Joe Biden's got to win Nevada. That's a fact. You know, what? I just got to say, I just got to say that, okay, I always understood Texas was a long shot, but I was so hopeful. So close. It's getting there. It's getting there. Well, uh, not this time. Yeah, not this time. I mean, it was by, I mean, Trump won at 52 Mm percent. You know, Biden got 46 percent. So it was 58, uh, 5 million, 800,000 that Trump got and Joe Biden got 5 million, 100,000. So, I mean, here's one thing. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you were watching MSNBC too and Kornacki was showing us like what it was in 2008 or 2012, 2016. And, and obviously whether it was Texas or other red States, like um, maybe not Florida, but there were, there were like Georgia and stuff like that where you could see the trend moving more blue. Yeah. And so I think eventually, and you know, I'm, I, I saw Hank Gilbert lost to Louis Gomer oh, by a bad. lot, which is really, really bums gerrymandering. me out. Gerrymandering. That's gerrymandering. It's gerrymandering, and there was other issues going on. But, but that it's, changes. It's, if Joe Biden wins and, and yeah. there are enough state legislatures that go uh, Democratic, then the gerrymandering is going to swing the other way. So watch for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh that, my, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, and that will definitely make a difference. But yeah. it's just, it's just, it, you know, bum me out because Hank is such a cool guy. And then also, you know, his, he had been watching the Mueller hearing mm-hmm. and Louis Gilmore was screaming, acting like a dick. And so Hank's deceased wife, yeah, you know, he heard her say, you got to run. She had always pushed him to run against Louis Gomert. And he, I, I don't, he might've once, but I, I don't know. He ran for something. Yeah. Not against Louis Gomert. But anyway, so he said within, you know, a few minutes he was on the phone getting his campaign ready. So it just kind of bums me out, you know, mm-hmm. because he like, he got, he, he got, he got a voice from the grave, man. Yeah. And then he lost. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like, just, but he was such, he's such a cool dude. Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, there are a lot oh, of wow. down ballot races that kind of turned with out. Rob Anderson. He lost in Louisiana. He was on my podcast a couple of times and he's yeah. super fucking cool. And he lost. And, you know, I hate to say this. I think Stephanie lost her bid in Oakland. Oh, no. That's yeah. Steph Walton. Yeah, your co-host. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. terrible. Uh, bad, bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Senate uh, is a little bit of a, a disappointment. I don't know what exactly happened there. Um, you know, my focus is mainly on 
ousting Trump, so I haven't been following the Senate races uh, closely. But, uh, yeah, it's still really, really depressing, Yeah, all those down-ballot races. Um, let's see what else here. Um, oh, yeah, this is good. Here's some good news from Minnesota. Just a, a, by way of a flashback, Yamich uh, Elsinger posted this earlier. She, President Trump said in September while campaigning in Minnesota, if I lose Minnesota, I'm never coming back. So congratulations, Minnesota. <laughs> He's never coming back. You don't have to worry about Trump spreading his stink, smearing his yeah. stink all over your state. So, yeah, <laughs> there's a little bit of an upside there. Uh, you notice last night Donald Trump's first tweet, he misspelled the polls. I mean, that's no, I, I just everything you need to everything you need to know about Donald Trump and his fucking dumb fuckery is <laughs> emphasized in this tweet. His first tweet as everything was happening, he said, we are up big, but they are trying to steal the election. We will never let them do it. Votes cannot be cast after the polls. P.O.L.E.S. Oh, my God. Are closed. <laughs> so I'm wondering if Charlie Kirk ghost tweeted that <laughs> yeah. or if that was a Trump fuck up. Because it could go either way. Or even Junior, I think, would misspell that word. Lots of them have misspelled the words. You know? And also, I wanted to add on a serious note that my other concern is this. And this is something that Donald Trump and his disciples will never grasp. They'll never understand how this kind of uh, ripple effect occurs. But all of this fuckery, Donald Trump throwing the election into chaos, as we all predicted, mm -hmm. saying that somehow counting the votes is illegal and wrong and bad. Right. Just, we're just <laughs> counting the fucking votes. He, yeah. he has not come up with a single thing that shows any kind of illegality. And he's going to end up before the Supreme Court going, oh, I'm, oh, my God, they're counting the votes. What are we going to do? <laughs> and the Supreme Court, even the fucking people he's appointed to the Supreme Court are going to be like, so why are you wasting our time? Please, yeah. can you please just go away? We've got work to do here, <laughs> and that's how that's going to be uh, received. But the the problem with this kind of behavior is not just that it undermines the integrity of our elections here domestically, but it sends the wrong message to emerging yeah. democracies. Holy fucking shit! The ramifications of Emerging democracy, seeing how Trump's behaving, and then suddenly democracy is no longer on the table and authoritarianism is, that's when suddenly we have to go, oh my God, there's this new dictator. We have to topple them. Send American soldiers in there to die. Yeah. And so this is how exactly right. this kind of loose talk from the president mm -hmm. of the United States using the office of the presidency as an amplifier to scream this awful, awful counter-democratic idea or a series of fucking blurts into the atmosphere. The, the long-term consequences of that, the blowback of that uh, are just horrendous, just fucking horrendous. And uh, that's not grasped by people who have, have once again been told that you can, Oh, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Cause I'm mm -hmm. the president now you're, you're right, white yeah. and you support me. Have at it. This is your time. This is your sandbox, your playground. Go nuts. Have sugary foods run with scissors. I don't care. <laughs> Stick your tongues into the electric sockets. Have, go, go. I'm not going <laughs> right, to stop yeah. you. And, and the, people love that. People mm -hmm. love to be indulged like that. Mm -hmm. There's an entire genre on television that's all about indulging just our desire for bubble gum. Mm -hmm. You know, reality <laughs> television, sports, it's all just like here, chew on this, go have fun. That's why Donald Trump made such a big I saved football, I saved football. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, <laughs> he, he knows he knows which veins to tap. Yeah, it was does. already there. Roger Ailes years mm -hmm. and years ago. 
in the 1970s, in fact, knew that there was this sucker demographic in America. Right, yeah. All you got to do is go to one of these uh, faith healing uh, revivals, you know, yes. sort of thing. Remember that uh, Steve Martin movie? What yes. was it was it called? Uh, it wasn't Medicine oh, Man, or it was Holy. No. It was like Holy Man or something like Holy Shit. I don't know what it was. It was a Steve Martin holy movie. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. It was, it was called Holy Shit. Yeah, it was Steve Martin <laughs> and Deborah Winger and yeah. uh, Liam Neeson. Was that yes, Liam Neeson kind of played the good guy? Leap of faith. Leap of, Leap faith. of faith. Thank you so much for looking that up. <laughs> so, Leap of faith. You just see. Oh my God! Look at right. all these people who are so willing to give over their life savings mm-hmm. to a con man. We can use this. So why don't we start feeding mm-hmm. these people all kinds of things that they want to hear? Right? Doesn't well, mean see, and the thing doesn't is, have is to be doesn't have to be truthful. Foreign adversaries also, yeah. like you know, like uh, China and and Putin, right? And these these men, especially like Putin, looked at our country and saw that it was basically an idiocracy yeah and said oh i can i can exploit this i can you know i can use this mm-hmm. i can use that country to get what i want or what i need or whatever and and so that's really sad that you know i mean it's just it's it go, it does it goes to i just go back to my old i i'm a broken record yeah we need to have better education we need to fund education and we have to figure out how to get the fox news off the air i mean i think we could handle if it was, if if all we had to deal with was like the right wing talk radio, we would we're we're always going to have some kind of, you know, fringy lunatics saying whatever and and people yeah. following them. That's always going to happen. But when you have a whole network dedicated to it, and that network is taken seriously, which mm-hmm. it is, yeah. maybe not by me and you, but it's taken seriously, uh, then th- there's a huge problem, and that's it's going to keep. Us, you know, I mean, you look at other countries who like New Zealand and they've been able to elect a woman. Mm-hmm. They've been able to flatten the curve of covid. You know, they're doing they're doing a better job on the climate than we are. So it's it's this constant diet of fucking bullshit from Fox News. Oh, that's yeah. really hurting us. And it's uh, it's not only Fox News, but I think if you take that out of the equation, we would be in a different position today. And if you're willing, this is the big lesson in all this. This is the lesson that the Trumpers especially are going to take away. The Republican Party, this is going to be their whole thing now. If you're willing to say anything, no matter how outlandish, sadistic, or false, Mm -hmm. millions of Americans, millions, 67 million of them so far, will Mm -hmm. believe and they Mm -hmm. will follow. That Mm -hmm. is so immensely dangerous. And it's really hard to be the responsible grown-ups and to counter that, because, right. you know, you take the choice between, you know, it's like a divorced family. You mm-hmm. either choose between yeah. the stern, you know, parent who's trying to do the right thing, raising a child, yes. or the super indulgent part-time parent who mm-hmm. only swoops in on the weekends with gifts and french fries. That, yeah. is, that is the difference here between the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. It's not mom and dad. It's not the traditional male-female kind of constructs mm-hmm. for the two political parties. What we're talking about here is responsible behavior mm-hmm. versus yeah, fuck, yeah. go and run and eat and indulge and yeah, fat and triglycerides and shittiness. That <laughs> is that. And, so, and that always wins. Doesn't it always win? Yeah. Don't the kids always go? Yeah. You know what? I want to go stay at that parent's house because I get to have parties and my friends over and soda. We, you know, I think <laughs> so many of us, especially other Gen Xers, have all been through that. We we all know okay. how that equation works out. We totally do. But wait, wait, wait. Listen to this. Caitlin Collins, 
who was she with? Uh, CNN White House correspondent. The Trump campaign just announced a press conference in Philadelphia with Eric Lar Trump, Pam Bondi, and Corey Lewandowski this afternoon. Yeah, he always has to so bring a senior, fucking entourage. Yeah, senior campaign officials had a call with reporters earlier, but didn't take any questions. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be about the recount. They're going to focus. Expect the red hat minions, the Red Hat Army, the Fury Road, you know, flame-throwing guitar assholes to yeah. show up in Philadelphia, because that's where a lot of the outstanding mail-in ballots haven't been counted right. yet. And so I assume that's they're going to yeah. make a play to try to stop those ballots from being counted. They're mm-hmm. going to run into a lot of embarrassing headwinds, though. I'm talking about so. the Trump people. Because this is just, so. again, they can't find, they can't pinpoint, at least not publicly, they haven't pinpointed any actual mm-hmm. irregularities. It's just votes being counted. And the reason and the votes are still being counted, Bill O'Reilly, you fuckwad you. The reason <laughs> Well, votes are still- Justin Trump campaign has sued Michigan now to oh, there stop you go. counting votes. There you go. Yeah. Well, this is all shit that we expected, right? Yeah, the and fuckery. The, it's reason- the fuckery. Yeah, exactly. They couldn't. They weren't allowed because of Republican lawsuits. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin weren't allowed to start counting their mail-in ballots until election day. That's mm-hmm. why it's taking longer. So it's like they fuck with the system and go, "Hey, wait a minute. Why is the system so fucked up?" It was mm-hmm. like Bill O'Reilly. I couldn't fucking believe it. Bill yes. O'Reilly's like, uh, "Why is it taking so long to count all these votes?" Well, why yeah. did you why did you fucking read a newspaper, you fucking idiot? <laughs> you know. All right. Well, David Pluff just tweeted, "Biden is ahead in enough places to win the presidency. Trump wants to count all the votes in those states to see if he can catch up." Uh, in Georgia and Pennsylvania, where he is currently ahead, he wants to stop counting. And Donald Trump only wants to count Donald Trump votes. So that's the latest from uh, <laughs> That's da- pretty David much Plouffe. what it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But again, we're not over. This, not, this is not over yet, but it's looking really fucking good. So I think people need to be happy about where we are. Not Maybe not thrilled, but satisfied. I said to Rachel... I, I, I can go with satisfied, but I'm not... If we don't take the Senate, I will be very upset because there's going to be so much shit. And like I said, we won't be able to expand the court. There's a good chance we're going to see Roe v. Wade overturned, marriage equality, health care. I mean, that there's a lot to lose then, you know, and not only that, there's going to be other, you know, other what's it, cases brought to the Supreme Court. Yeah. You know, that we don't even know yet. Right. And, and I don't trust. I just don't trust. So. Well, sure. That. But I think ultimately. I told you I'm a Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to wrap up this. We'll, we'll end here. But I think okay. that um, when the race is declared for Joe Biden irrespective of how depressed some of us are right now, there will be dancing in the streets. No, there will make be. no mistake. I mean, I'll be, I'll be happy. I know I will. Trump we will spend the last years of his life screaming about how he should have mm-hmm. won this election. Yes, he he will. will do whatever he can legally to overturn mm-hmm. it. I don't think he's going to be successful at doing that. But we still need to watch out for any fuckery going right, on because yeah. there is going to be fuckery. And uh, two thousand taught us that uh, you know anything's possible. But at the same time. Um, once this is declared for Joe Biden, I think we do need to celebrate. I think we deserve to celebrate. And uh, obviously it's not the gigantic victory that we were hoping for, but it's the Mm -hmm. gigantic victory that was probably going to happen anyway. Mm -hmm. And so in that respect, the victory is uh, freedom. The victory is democracy. The victory is the, uh, the future of the Republic versus this fascist weirdo who uh, would spend another four years completely tearing things down, probably more than four years. Um, And then, you know, once 
this victory declaration is out there. Uh, we start looking to January 20th, mm-hmm. and uh, yes. we, we, we realize that Joe Biden was always going to be some someone to stop the hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. And that's stop the hemorrhaging. <laughs> stop <laughs> the hammering. Oh, shit. Uh, stop the hemorrhaging. The hemorrhaging. Stop the hammering. Uh, that's too funny. Um, yeah. So and and then it's going to be up to us once the bleeding is stopped to figure out how to fix this patient laying in front of us. The patient being the damaged uh, American Republic. And so uh, that's going to be the task moving forward. If Joe Biden had walked away with 400 electoral votes, that was mm-hmm. still going to be the task. There was right. still going to be a huge and somewhat violent movement of red hats out there with nowhere to go. And Donald Trump, then a private citizen, continuing to stoke them along. Mm-hmm. And that was always going to happen. Always, 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 always. So we have to be ready for that. And again, as Bradley Whitford keeps reminding us on Twitter, (laughs) elections are just a comma. They're not a period. It's not the end. It's just a transition from one Mm -hmm. phrase to the next phrase. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I wish we could have a time where it was kind of, uh, you know, uh, peace and and love. And we all just are, (laughs) you know, going about talking about our favorite movies. (laughs) <laughs> but it's never going to be that this is not where america yeah. is right now there's too much no. media there's too much information and not enough people can adequately digest that information so consequently people are being manipulated by propaganda people are being manipulated by technology and uh, that's the battle and we need to accept what the terms of the battle happen to be mm-hmm. um and then we can I move know. forward with an it's adequate true. strategy to overcome it <sighs> but we, we have to accept what the actual what the playing field looks like right now not what we again what i was saying before not what we hope it will look like but what it looks like now mm-hmm. and so that's how we uh that's how we start well, to win and, and more it's often like jen kirkman said a couple of days ago She's like, you know, in a couple of days, we're going to be starting the 20, I don't know, it was 2022, I guess, campaign cycle. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, it's true. I mean, that it's just, it's endless fucking campaigning now. Mm-hmm. Right. Good luck to us all. Yeah. <laughs> As I've been saying the last <laughs> week or so, Godspeed to the American Republic. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to wrap up with this. <laughs> just use this as the uh, outro music, huh? Hey, can I take can I take a minute just to do a little plug? Yes, absolutely. Plug away. Uh, okay, this is just for my mom because okay. she just had hip surgery mm-hmm. and she's doing well, so that's good. Um, but she and and I just want to put it out there that she wrote a book called The Melt, and it's about yes. uh, a global pandemic caused by climate change. And she started writing it in December of 2016. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to plug her book. It's called The Melt by Ann Werner, A-N-N-W-E-R-N-E-R. There's no E at the end of her name. So it's okay. on Amazon. So I just wanted to say that because if you're, you know, if you're a reader and, and it's not a book that's going to make you crazy. So just mm-hmm. keep that in mind. I mean, you're like, why should I read about a global pandemic now? <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually not going to make you crazy because yeah. I've read it. So I just wanted to throw that plug in for her. I'm sure she'll be appreciative of this music being behind her plug. <laughs> this is totally appropriate for the melt. <laughs> global catastrophe. It's, it's, it's a good book. <laughs> Shit. 
And of course, your podcast is patreon.com slash start me up. It's also available everywhere you get your podcasts. We seldom say that on the after party, but yeah. It's, and uh, I share, I'm going to share this podcast mm-hmm. on my podcast today. And I'm also the author of Peyton's Choice, a book about teen abortion. That's on, uh, that's on Amazon, too. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Climate, you can read about global pandemics and teen abortions. <laughs> Lots of uplifting reading material for the holidays. There you go. Okay, that's it, folks. Uh, <laughs> hang in there. We'll be back on Thursday tomorrow with another uh, show. The Goth Ninjas will be here as usual. U- usual Thursday show. Obviously, we'll be s- talking about this some more. And the uh, the after party on Friday, right? Uh, yes. Okay, good. Okay, good. All right, take it easy. Uh, see you next time, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The season of giving thanks is upon us right now. The special day of turkey, family, and football will be here before you know it. Before gathering with your family to share in your Thanksgiving traditions, it's important to allow some extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best for your loved ones. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduced wrinkles, fine lines, and even under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, too. Numbers 11 and crow's feet take 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes we are talking about photoshop in a can you can try a six application trial pack for just 14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal this order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee in case you don't like it make those wrinkles lines and under eye bags disappear with plexiderm visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout. Thank you.